hey, babes, guess what? We're in Florida right now. We're in the motherland. We have a film that's premiering at the Sarasota Film Festival. Um, and we've only been here for like three days. And Jesus Christ, we've already had a near-death experience. We've lived a thousand lifetimes. And we have so many stories for the pod. But today what we're going to do is we're releasing the second half of the Casey Anthony episode. So that's what you're going to get. We're going to follow up with a mini-sode on Friday. Maybe we'll get into some of the shit that we've been doing and going through while we're here. And yeah, that's the news. So stay tuned, keep tuning in, and uh, god damn, do we have a lot to talk about. But anyway, Casey Anthony today. Let's go. So um, we're going to read another transcript, and this is Casey's first interview with police after they take her down to the station for the theft and as a witness to her daughter's disappearance. Oh, boy. Okay, so I'm playing Detective Melich. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> the date right now is July 16th, 2008. The time right now is 0411 hours. I'm Detective Melich with the Orange County Sheriff's Office. I'm with Casey Anthony. Is that correct? Yes. Casey, do you understand this is being recorded? Yes. Do you have any objection to that? No. All right. Casey, I got called in here um, in reference to a missing child. You took Casey Kaylee to a babysitter's house? Yes. And who is this babysitter? Her name is Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez. Okay. How long had you known Zenaida? Almost four years. It'll be four years Christmas this year. And where'd you meet her? Who did you meet her through? A mutual friend. His name is Jeffrey Michael Hopkins. I met him at Nickelodeon at Universal. I met her through him. She was his son's nanny at the time. Does Jeffrey still work for Universal? No, he does not. How long has it been since he left? About nine, ten months. Give or take, he moved up to North Carolina for a short time and moved down to Jacksonville within the last three months. So you met Zenaida through Jeffrey Hopkins. I did. And his son, Zach Hopkins, I guess, Zenaida used to watch over Zach? Yes. And when did she start watching over your child? It's been within the last year and a half, two years, that she started watching Kaylee. Would you drop the child off? Would you? she meet you somewhere? I would usually drop her off for like a few months. We would go to um, Jeff's house. He lived over on Avalon Park. And you would go over to Jeff's house. Why? To drop off Kaylee. That's where Zenaida would go to watch both kids. It was in um, a nice centralized area. He had a decent sized house. It was good room for the two of them. Going back to your statement, you dropped off Kaylee June 9th. And walk me through. You dropped her off to go to work? Mm-hmm. Okay, get off of work and go from there. I got off of work, left Universal, driving back to pick up Kaylee like a normal day. And I show up to the apartment, knock on the door. Nobody answers. So I call Zenaida's cell phone and it's out of service. I 
didn't really want to come home. I wasn't sure what I would say about not knowing where Kaylee was. Still hoping that I would get a call or, you know, find out that Kaylee was coming back so that I could go get her. And I ended up going to my boyfriend Anthony's house who lives in Sutton Place. Did you talk to Anthony about what um, what happened with Kaylee? No, I did not. Had you talked to anyone about the fact that she's missing? Outside of a couple people, a couple of mutual friends. Who did you talk to about it? Um, I talked to Jeff, Jeffrey Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I talked to Juliette Lewis. She's one of my coworkers at Universal. She works. You still work at Universal? Yes. What uh, What do you do at Universal? I'm an event coordinator. Okay. What does Juliet, what position is she? Where does she work? She's also an event coordinator. We work in the same department. Okay. You guys got all that? Yeah. Because now we're going to hear Jeffrey Hopkins on the witness stand at Casey's criminal trial. Oh boy. Nathan, I'll be the prosecutor and okay, you can I'll be play Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Sounds good. Sounds good. How would you characterize your relationship with Miss Anthony? More or less acquaintances. You weren't very good friends? Not very good friends. Did you ever work at Universal Studios? I did. When did you work at Universal Studios? Approximately 2002. How long did you work there for? One year. Did you ever work there at the same time that Casey Anthony worked? I don't think so. You don't recall ever seeing her there? Never. Did you ever introduce Miss Anthony to a woman named Zenaida Gonzalez? I did not. Did you ever use Zenaida Gonzalez as, as a nanny? No, sir. Do you have any children? No, sir. Uh, have you lived in the Orlando area consistently since 2002? Yes, sir. Have you ever lived in Jacksonville? No, sir. Have you ever lived in North Carolina? No, sir. <laughs> so, okay. Um, <laughs> well, that about wraps that up. <laughs> so we're going to go back to Casey's interview with Detective Millich. Flashback to the interrogation room. <clears throat> Picking up right where we left off. What's the reason you didn't call the police before? I think part of me was naive enough to think that I could handle this myself, which obviously I couldn't. And I was scared that something would happen to her if I did notify the authorities or got the media involved. Just the fear of the unknown, like the fear of the potential of Kaylee getting hurt or never seeing my daughter again. I asked you at the onset, and I asked you before we went on tape, and I'll ask you again just to make sure we're clear. Is there anything about this story that you're telling me that's untrue? No. Or is there anything that you want to change or divert from what you've already told me? No, sir. Fairly long pause. Did you cause any injury to your child, Kaylee? No, sir. Did you hurt Kaylee or leave her somewhere and you're worried that if we find out that people are going to look at you in the wrong way? No, sir. And you're telling me that Zenaida took your child without your permission and hasn't returned her? She's the last person that I've seen with my daughter, yes. 
So Juliet Lewis mm-hmm. doesn't exist. Juliet Lewis doesn't exist. That's not a person. I mean, I'm sure there's someone named Juliet Lewis, <laughs> but no, no. you said it. You can't back off now. She doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. She's a fake person. And Jeff mm-hmm. is just a random guy that she went to middle school with. A, literally a random guy. Yes. What the fuck? I mean, she's very skilled at like the game of lying with as many obnoxious details as possible. She is, yeah, she is. She's doing the Kaiser Soze thing from Usual Suspects. Oh, jeez. Just looking yeah. around at the wall and just like picking picking details out of the room around her. Yeah, it almost seems like she thinks that the more details she throws out, the less likely she is to be challenged on it. And Which is just crazy because the more details you lie about and give them, the more ammo they have against you. That's exactly. why you never speak a word to a detective. I completely ever. agree. Lawyer. But I think that she's probably gotten Guilty into a lot of situations where this has this people, skill has helped her through her yeah, life. Yeah, where people Absolutely. are like, why would she make up all that crap? Yeah, like, 100%. Obviously, it has to be true or else she wouldn't have like known all those details. She wouldn't have gave us all that information. Exactly. But guess what, guys? It doesn't have to be true. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, as we see from the transcripts, Jeff does not have kids. No. <laughs> Jeff, I don't think she he even knew who Zenaida was. And it sounds like they didn't even really work together. No. No. Wow. Jesus Christ. So this Zach Hopkins, yeah. this kid, yeah. is also a person who does not exist. Right. And unlike Zach Hopkins and Juliette Lewis, uh-huh. and like Jeffrey Hopkins... Zenaida Fernandez-Gonzalez does exist. Right. But she's not a childless 20-something nanny who babysat Zach and Kaylee. Who is she? Who is half black, half Puerto Rican, who grew up in New York, who came down here to go to the University of Florida, as Kaylee will tell the investigators. You mean Casey? Casey. (laughs) (laughs) Kaylee ain't telling the investigators nothing. (laughs) Casey made sure of that. Oof. at the time of the crime in 2008, the real Zenaida Fernandez-Gonzalez was a woman in her 40s with many children of her own who works as an administrative assistant, and she lived 30 minutes outside of Orlando. What the fuck? She wasn't even the nanny? She wasn't ever really the nanny? She had never met Casey. Whoa. Or Kaylee or Jeffrey. Oh my God. She was never a nanny to anyone's children least of all kaylee anthony jesus so where did she uh, it begs the question where the hell did she get this name from she never even knew her that is one of this case's most pressing questions (laughs) truly yeah what is the relationship i mean it's an unusual name too that's the thing yeah it is it's not like she said it's not like she said like Maria Gonzalez where right, it's like, right. okay, there's going to be quite a few of those in Orlando, Florida or like, you know, just like Jennifer Smith. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. This actually led me to Google the most common name in the world. I was just curious. Yeah. What is it? What do you think it is? Uh, something Lee, I bet. No. Something it, Chinese? Oh, no. Uh, first name. For Oh, the most common first name in the world? I bet it's Muhammad. It is. <laughs> yeah. 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 And in the U.S. specifically, um, I found that this is an aggregated 
list from 1920 to 2020 oh. of the most common names that have ever been during that time. John? It's on the list. Okay. What's number one? James. James? Mm-hmm. No shit. All right. James, Robert, John, Michael. Those are top four. James, Robert, John, Michael. Yeah. And for women, these ones kind of threw me. Mary. Okay, Mary, sure. Patricia? Patricia? I don't even know any Patricias. I simply was not expecting that. There must have been a huge spike in Patricias in like <laughs> 19, 1945 And it just or threw all the calculations <laughs> yeah, off. exactly. Mary, Patricia, Jennifer is number Jennifer, three. Jennifer, okay. And Linda is number four. Linda? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I think of Patricia and Linda as being old lady names. So. Definitely, yeah. Sorry if there are any Lindas listening to this. <laughs> I apologize. Um, I retract my previous statement. So like you said, like you asked, why did she choose the name Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez? Yeah. Had she chosen this name like far, far in advance of needing to come up with the story to explain why her child was missing? Great because question. listen, she told her father, George, that Zanny was the name of Kaylee's nanny. Yeah. Like, she told him that a couple times, including the day she left the Anthony house midday on June 16th, the last time Kaylee was ever seen alive. This is crazy. This was premeditated. I mean, it seems like it a little bit, you know? And also, as you mentioned, Zanny is the, like, street name for Xanax. Yeah, for Xanax, yeah. So this is my theory. What's that? I think Casey drugged Kaylee quite often with Xanax prior to this. Oh, no. To get her to, like, sleep or whatever? So that she could, like, go out at night. Fuck. Um, Oh, that's so dark. Yeah. Fuck, dude. And I think maybe it became... This is my theory. I think maybe it became her little joke with herself because she would use Xanax as basically a nanny to knock her kid out so that she could go party. Oh, that's terrible. So I think she began... Call like referring to it as Zanny the nanny. Yeah, and then she had to, then she had to find a name that fit fit with that. Yeah, and Zanida. then when George asked her like, "Oh, who's the nanny that you're dropping her off with?" She just said Zanny. Zanida Fernandez because she was used to like yeah. used to calling it Zanny in Zanny her own head. Nanny. Oh, this is terrible. And then I think that, you know, when things went really wrong, when Casey was mm-hmm. caught and had to come up with a different story. For her parents and for the cops who were being called to the house. Yeah. I think she, I think she like grabbed a phone book or tried to quickly Google to find a real name of someone in the area who could possibly have a nickname. Shit. Zanny. Absolutely. And I think she came across Zanida. Zanida Fernandez and she Gonzalez. Was like, Zanida, that's it. Wow. Holy crap. <clears throat> or... She had this full name on retainer when she started this lie of dropping her kid off with a nanny in the first place, just yeah. in case someone, like a friend or her parents, asked her what the full name of the nanny was. Good lord! She couldn't like look that stupid. Like, oh, I actually don't know her real name. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> oh, shit. she had to legitimize yeah. it somehow by having like a name queued up, right? Yeah. But God, this is pure. That evil, would be though. like that would be my second theory. I think it was probably the first one, and I don't think. Yeah, I just don't think personally that she had this idea all along to like stage a nanny to blame the kidnapping of her child on because otherwise I think she's skilled enough and smart enough to start dropping hints or like pretending to be suspicious of this nanny earlier on and not at the last possible moment like, oh, the nanny took her actually. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's why I think the name was also sort of grabbed in the last minutes that she was able to have. Oh, also, oh, by the way, when Casey is asked by Detective Millich why Zenaida doesn't babysit at her own house, why she babysits at Jeff's house, yeah, she says it's because Zenaida is subloosing her apartment. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? And I just love hearing her say that. Uh, you dumb bitch. You dumb It's not subloosing. Subletting, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and as the person who always pronounces and says things wrong, I just love getting to nail Casey Anthony for saying something <laughs> for being a mispronouncing ass bitch. Yeah. God, this makes me wonder now. If anytime I go out to a bar, from here on out, I'm gonna look around and go like, how many bitches gave their kids drugs tonight to get to, to be here? Come out here. Probably more in Florida than around here. Hate to say it. So. Let's talk about something else that Casey mentions besides all of the fake cast of characters that she pulls out of yeah, her ass. Good Lord. Uh huh. You know what else isn't real? Casey's job at Universal. She didn't work at Universal. Turns out Casey hadn't worked at Universal in over two years because she had been fired. And when she had worked there two years ago, it was for six months. And she stood behind a kiosk and sold people pictures of themselves after writing the Incredible Hulk ride. She was not an events coordinator. Oh my God. But I'll give her this. Event coordinator is such a good fake job. It's a great vague term. It's isn't it? so vague. Yeah. It's like you coordinate events. Like you coordinate events. Like it that could mean, be anything. It could mean anything. Yeah, that's it's right. It's like being a consultant. It's yeah. like. What do you do? I consult with (laughs) people on things. Right, right, exactly. Like, I coordinate an event to occur at some time. Like, I'm an events coordinator. It's so (laughs) vague. So, her job at Universal was not her only fake job either. Vandalay Industries? (laughs) No. I was at the unemployment office. And I told them I was very close to getting a job with Vandalay Industries, and I gave them your phone number. So well now, when the phone rings, you have to answer Vandalay Industries. She also latex and latex fake production. worked at a sporting goods store. She fake worked at a sporting like goods store? Like a Dick's Sporting Goods. Wow. She worked at the Hardcock Cafe and the yeah. Sporting uh-huh. Goods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you love this job. She, she'd sometimes get her roommate, Amy Wawazunga, to babysit Kaylee at night saying that she had to go stock inventory oh, at the Dick's no. Sporting Goods. Oh, this is so bad. Which, dude. hey, is a real thing. I've done some late night yeah, inventory, inventory yeah. in my day of retail. Well, you know that's not what the fuck L'Occitane she was doing. She was Chicago. getting crunk with Tony. Yeah. Oh, this is terrible. But I just love that, like, the fake retail job that she got, she goes into, like, that she goes into these fake night shifts, like yeah. the inventory thing. It's just so funny. Yeah, and poor obviously Amy she's clubbing. Is, yeah, stuck taking care of little poor little Kaylee. Yeah, and events coordinator give a shit. is brilliant on this front too because it's like it's not like anyone was ever like, hey, why are you still asleep? Like, don't you work at Universal Studios? It's like, yeah. you know, maybe she could like set more of her own hours or. There's a lot more nights where she could pretend she's going to work and actually go to the bars because it's yep. like coordinating events. Maybe it's not like you work a normal nine to five, like, you know, anyway. And then I thought, why didn't she fake that she worked at a restaurant 
if she's interested in like these nighttime grifts. Right, right. But then I thought that it's probably a lot more, there's a higher likelihood that like her boyfriend or her friends would swing by the restaurant to say yes, hi. Yes, exactly. Which people exactly. do. She'd get you're not going to swing by Universal yeah. Studios. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. So now let's go back to our interview or with Dick's Sporting Detect- Goods. Apparently, Tony did swing by Dick's Sporting Goods. And she wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, and obviously. he was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm here to say hi to Casey. And they were like, Who? Who's Casey? Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the deception it keeps getting thicker and thicker. So after the interview, yeah. part of which we read, um, the next day, the police ask her to go take them to all the places of interest, right? Yeah. So she leads them out to all these fake addresses Dude. that have nothing to do with anything. Oh, my God. Like Jeffrey's fake house, like Zenaida's fake house. Yeah. And she leads two armed uniformed policemen to her office at Universal. And there's a staff entrance, right? Yeah. Like you... So they walk up all casual, and she says that she forgot her badge. Of course, of course. And they ask yeah. her her name, and they enter it into the system, and they're like, "You're, you're not, not in, in our system." system. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, "Who's your supervisor?" And she throws out a random name, dude, which she's so good at. And yeah. They put the random name in the system, and they're like, uh, "That person doesn't work here either." But somehow they let her in anyway. I guess maybe because of the police were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's walking down all these corridors. She takes them on a 30-minute walk through <laughs> Universal Studios, through different like hallways and stuff. Oh, and man. she's waving and saying hi to people and staff that she doesn't know as if she's their coworker. Right. And and they're all staring at her because she's got two police officers trailing behind her. Oh, this yeah. is fucking... Ultimately... You, the she... cops had to know, right? That would be so satisfying to just be following her around to all these places. Oh, yeah. Just knowing that she's full of shit. <laughs> so ultimately, she she's backed up into this dead-end hallway. Uh-huh. And, it, and allegedly, she puts her hands in her back pockets, rocks on her heels, laughs, mm-hmm. and tells the officers that she actually doesn't work there. <laughs> gotcha, bitch! And they arrest her on the spot. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> for child neglect... Lying to investigators yeah. and interfering with an investigation. Yep. Now let's go back to the station where they take her after she's officially under arrest. Take it away, Detective Millich. All right, here we go. I don't know why I am giving Detective Millich a uh, a slight Southern accent. I just feel like every cop in Florida has the same. I almost feel like it's just a cop accent. It's, yeah, cops like, have an Florida accent. Florida or not. They just have yeah. sort of a or speech pattern. Fucking Minnesota. They all sound exactly yeah. the same. All right. Because obviously I know, and you know that everything you told me is a lie, correct? Not everything that I told you. Pretty much everything you told me, including where Kaylee is right now. That I still, I don't know where she is. Sure you do. And I absolutely do not know where she is. Okay, so you purposely misled us. I purposely misled you. This was an attempt to help find your daughter, right? That makes sense to you, correct? In a backwards sort of way, yes. In a backwards sort of way? I'm coming back to the places that are familiar to me, that I know are familiar to her, familiar situations, 
that maybe, just maybe, would help. What did you think? How old is she? She's almost three. She's almost three. What, do you think she's going to take a cab here? <laughs> Detective Mellish has the zingers. Yeah, he does. <laughs> what, did you think she was going to take a fucking cab here? Yikes. You're out of your mind! So, yep, she's under arrest. Yeah, she's um, in big, deep fucking trouble. God, that walk around Universal Studios. That's <laughs> so funny to me. Her putting her hands in her back pockets and going, well, uh, <laughs> I don't actually work here. Yeah. Oh, uh, that must have been the best moment of those officers' life. So now, I love, there's a subcategory of transcript that I love, and that is... People's first phone calls from prison. Oh, yeah. These are great. They really tell you a lot. So we're going to read Casey's first and only phone call at the moment that she gets to make when she is taken to jail. Oh, my God. I can't wait. All right. Who are you going to play? I'm Casey. You're Casey. So You're that everyone means else. <laughs> I'm Cindy. <laughs> yeah. Cindy and everyone else. All right. Cool. Casey. Mom. Hey, sweetie. Are you... Oh, I just saw your nice little cameo on TV. Which one? What do you mean, which one? Which one? I did four different ones, and I, I don't know. I haven't seen them all. I haven't I haven't seen them all. I've only seen one or, uh, or two so far. You don't know what my involvement is in stuff? Casey... Mom. What? No! I don't know what your involvement is, sweetheart. You, you, you keep... You're, you're not telling me where she's at. Because I don't know where the fuck she's at. I don't fucking know where she's at. Are you kidding me? Casey, don't waste your call to scream and holler No, at me. waste my call sitting in the jail. Whose fault is it that you're sitting in the jail? You're blaming me that you're sitting in jail? Blame yourself for telling lies. Not my fault. What do you mean it's not your fault? What do you mean it's not your fault, sweetheart? If you'd, if you'd have told them the truth and not lied about... Everything didn't, they, they wouldn't. Do me a favor. Just tell me what Tony's number is. I don't want to talk to you right now. I don't have his number. Um, well, get it from Lee because I know Lee's at the house. Get Tony's number for me. Okay, slight pause. And then Cindy's giving the phone to Lee. So now I'm Lee. <clears throat> hey. Hey, can you give me Tony's number? I can do that. I, I don't know what real good it's going to do you at this point. Well, I'd like to talk to him anyway. Okay. Because I called to talk to my mother, and it's a fucking waste. Oh, by the way, I don't want any of you coming down here when I have my first hearing or bond for, you know, everything. Like, don't even fucking waste your time coming here. You're you're making it real tough for anybody to want to try to... I'm not going round and round with you. That's pretty pointless. Christina would love to talk to you because she... Thinks that you will tell her what's going on. Frankly, we're going to find out. Everything that you're telling them, is it's a lot. I have no clue where Kaylee is. If I knew where Kaylee was, do you think any of this would be happening? No. Anyway, you only got a couple more minutes of this, so I'm I'm not going to let you throw it away. So here's Christina. See if no. she can get through to no, you. No, I want Tony's number. I'm not talking to anybody else. Okay, lead hands the phone back to Christina. Hello? Hi. I'm glad everybody's at my house. Do me a favor. Get my brother back because I really need Tony's number. He... Does Tony have anything to do with Kaylee? No. Nothing. Okay. So why do you want to talk to Tony? He's my boyfriend. And I want to actually try and sit and talk with him. 
because I didn't get a chance to talk to him earlier because I got arrested on a fucking whim today. I just want to talk to Tony. Get a little bit of... (sighs) Casey, you have to tell me if you know anything about Kaylee. Sweetheart, if If I... If anything happens to Kaylee, Casey, I'll die. You understand? I'll die. Oh, wow. If anything happens to that baby. Oh, my God. Calling you guys? Waste. Huge waste. That's what she goes in with. That's the first phone call. Jesus Christ. So that, she was talking to Cindy, her mother, who handed the phone to Lee, her brother, Mm, who who handed handed the phone phone to to Christina, Christina, her, like, best friend. Dude, that was ice cold. That was chilling. Also, like... No regard. Christina kind of breaking in that call and saying... I'll I'll, I'll die. If something happens to that little girl, I'll just die. Like, you have to tell us what happened. And she just didn't care. She didn't care at all. No. Ooh, that was dark. Good Lord. So on July 22nd, 2008, Casey is declared officially a person of interest at a bond hearing. Mm -hmm. The hearing introduces evidence that a cadaver dog had zeroed in on the smell of human decomposition in the trunk of the family car. Yeah. So just to be clear, Kaylee's missing. Mm -hmm. Kaylee's still saying, Casey's still saying that the nanny took her. Yeah. But the trunk of Casey's car smells like a body had decomposed in there. Yeah. Another article of evidence that was introduced was Cindy's admission that they had seen Kaylee after June 9th. Because that is randomly Casey's story, is that the last time she saw Kaylee was when she dropped her off with Zenaida on June 9th. Yeah. I'm not sure why she does that. I really don't understand why... She moves it a week. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that she couldn't like hold on to the right probably right not? Dates in her head? Yeah. I mean, when you're juggling that many lies, it's kind of impossible to keep up with all of them. You think? Yeah. So the judge, who we'll hear from a bit later, yeah, is disturbed enough by Casey's like seemingly indifferent behavior. Yeah, it's disturbing. That's <laughs> it's disturbing that he sets the bail at half a million. Yeah. And so she's just in jail. Yeah, she's stuck. Until August 20th, 2008, mm-hmm. Casey's bond is posted by Leonard Padilla, a California bounty hunter what? who pays the $500,000 with the hope that Casey will lead him to Kaylee. Oh, no. If he gets her out of jail. Yeah. So I did some research on this guy and I guess he was trying to be famous. Like dog, the he wanted to be like dog the bounty hunter. Dude, what the fuck? So he did it for the publicity as like a publicity stunt to get his name in the <laughs> papers as like a bounty hunter. Yeah. And especially on the hopes that he would be a national hero if he got Casey to lead them to what is now the probably dead Kaylee. Wow. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that even a California man, when he wants to be, when he wants crime-based fame, he has to come yeah, to Florida. Yeah, look to Florida. Look to the source. He has to move away from Hollywood <laughs> and right. to Orlando for oh his five God. minutes of crime-related fame. Wow. But Casey doesn't budge. Yeah, of course not. And um, 
Padilla says, quote, I came, I gave it my best shot. She didn't want to talk and to me. $500, and $500,000. And $500,000. She didn't want to talk to me. What can I say? And it's like, I wanted to say, you're dealing with a psychopath, dude. Like, yeah. She Don't has no know? remorse or sense of duty. Like, yeah. you got her out of jail. Especially not to help you make a TV show or whatever. Yeah, she doesn't owe, she feels like she doesn't owe you anything. No, man. Just because you were dumb enough to post her bail so that she could go chill at home. How crazy is it that bounty hunter is still a like a job description? I know. Yeah, wild, right? And apparently one of her bondsmen later yeah. told reporters that the first words out of her mouth when she got home were, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? Yeah. Wow. I mean, you couldn't, it, like, that's what you would make up if you're writing a shitty show about about this. I know. Like if somebody gave you like a Sounds script. like bad dialogue. Yeah, And I'd does. be like, oh, I don't believe that. Yeah, I know. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, she's a real piece of shit. Yeah. I can't believe they took her in. I know. So on August 30th, 2008, the bond is rescinded. Yeah. Because Casey is arrested again. She's arrested for what? Stealing and cashing her friend Amy Woazunga's checks. Bitch. Her best friend. Amy Wawazunga. Yes. Did not deserve that, Casey no. Anthony, you fucking thieving, lying, deceitful hoe. Ugh. Disgusting. For sure. Apparently she also did this to her grandmother quite often, is alleged. Oh, dude. I know. Ugh. Stealing and cashing checks when you're out on bail or running from the law is like, I think, an official Florida person move. Oh, it's, yeah. Well, yeah, of course. We've got Malachi Love Robinson doing uh -huh, that. Uh -huh. He's out stealing on stealing from grandmas. Well, yeah, he and and when he when there's a warrant out for him, he's yeah. brought back to jail after posting bail. Yeah. because of stealing checks from grandmas. Dahlia DiPolito did that. Yep, the fake checks from Mike. That's right. Eileen Warnos got caught cashing stolen checks in Key West when she had a warrant out, and that's why she was arrested. Good lord! And now Casey Anthony. This we're four for four. Yeah. Yeah. Bad move. Gets you right back to jail. And oh, by the way, yeah. when they had her try to identify Zenaida Fernandez-Gonzalez <laughs> out of a lineup, uh -huh. she could not pick her out of a lineup. Yeah, obviously. So, <laughs> That's really fun. But she sticks with the nanny story. So wow. now she's claiming that she just dropped her kid off and she never actually saw or met Zenaida. She just trusted her because she came recommended from Jeffrey Hopkins. Dude, this is crazy. This is crazy. Like, she can't stop lying. She cannot stop lying. I mean, I guess that makes sense because then she has to admit that everything. She's got to admit everything. The whole game is given up at that yeah, point. Yeah, she's but doubling down. So, she's taking our advice. I know. You always double down. So on October 14th, 2008, Casey is charged with first degree murder yeah she's charged with murder in the first degree aggravated child abuse aggravated manslaughter and four counts of lying to police yeah meanwhile law enforcement and local volunteers are scouring central florida for kaylee yeah on foot like yep. big search parties helicopters the works you know yep october 24th 2008 my birthday an True. air sample taken from the trunk has been tested and officially declared to contain the chemical compounds characteristic of human decomposition. Yeah. We all knew that was coming, yes, but now course. it's official. Yeah. It is also this day that divers find a small bag of bones in a river. Bag of bones? A bag of bones. Fuck. 
And since they're searching for Kaylee, yeah, it's presumed that these are Kaylee's. Yeah. But Casey tells her cellmate, nope, that's not my daughter. They're just not looking in the right place. Ugh. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. And it wasn't Kaylee. It wasn't. It was, it was some other Kaylee. some other kid. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. So on December 20th, 2008, they did find baby remains yeah. in a swamp. Yeah. Half a mile from the Anthony home. And they are confirmed to be the remains of Kaylee Marie Anthony. Wow. Her three-year-old skull is found with duct tape around the nose and the mouth and jaw. But the advanced state of decomposition prevents Orange County detectives from being able to definitively pinpoint an exact cause or date of death. Okay. And this lack of conclusive manner of death will be a dark cloud that hangs over the prosecution. And it will have an enormous effect on the jury, unfortunately. So her cellmate, the one that she's talking all this smack to, yeah, um, told investigators that she had confessed to her and yeah. she was then asked to describe and she nailed all of the descriptions. The cellmate did? Of how Kaylee was found. Oh, jeez. So she described where Kaylee was found, how she would be found, like the no- the duct tape over the mouth and nose, wrapped in a Winnie the Pooh blanket, oh. ra- and then wrapped inside a laundry bag before any of that information was released to the public. And she nailed it. Dude. So the only way she'd know that is if Casey had told her. God. And what drives me mad is that this woman was never asked to testify in court. She wasn't able to be a witness? No, I, I don't why. know why. I don't know either. Good Lord. Yeah, it's really dark. That's so dark. Yeah. That's pitch black. Yeah. Holy fuck. So I feel like um, the prosecution pretty much dropped the ball on that. I don't know why they weren't able. But that that would convince me as a juror. Yeah, no kidding. Straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. So she was convicted of first. She was con- charged. Charged. Yeah. So on January 22nd, 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah. George Anthony is found in a Daytona Beach hotel room, despondent and under the influence of medication and alcohol. Yeah. Along with a five page suicide note. Yeah. He survives. But um, I think I'm going to read it here because... His suicide note? Yes. Oh, Lord. Because it's extremely... This is an extremely sick and disgusting podcast. And our listeners... Oh, my God. Deserve, I'm scared of you Deserve right now. the spooky grind that oh, I know I'm that so they want. I'm so scared of you right now. You're so fucking spooky. God damn. Yeah, but he survives. And he's... <laughs> that's good. He's okay. He's living... He's doing okay. Okay, that's good. All right. But, of course... Listeners, beware. This is a suicide note, so content warning. If I mean, it's suicide. content warning on the whole fucking episode. Yeah. Cynthia Marie. As you get this letter, this should be no surprise that I've decided to leave the earth because I need to be with Kaylee Marie. I cannot keep going on because it should be me that is gone from this earth and not her. I have lived many years. I am satisfied with my decision because I have never been the man that you, Lee, Casey, and especially Kaylee Marie deserved. 
I've never been the man that any of you could count on. I have always let you down in more ways than I could remember. I do not feel sorry my, for myself. I'm just sorry I was a burden of all of you the way I have. My loss of life is meaningless. I cannot be strong anymore. Kaylee Marie, our granddaughter. I miss her. I miss her so much. I know you do too. You were always the one that provided for her. What did I provide? I blame myself for being gone, you know, for months. As a matter of fact, for a year or so, I brought up stuff only to be told not to be negative. I sit here falling apart because I should have done more. She was so close to home. Why was she there? Who placed her there? Why is she gone? Why? For months, you and I, especially you, always questioned why. I want this to go away for Casey. What happened? Why could she not come to us? Especially you. Why not Lee? Who is involved with this stuff for Kaylee? I am going crazy because I want to go after these people Casey hung with prior to being, prior to Kaylee being gone. That is why I got that gun. I wanted to scare these people. You know, I know they know more than they have stated. You cannot sugarcoat kid glove these people. They need hard knocks to get info from. Sure, that will not bring Kaylee Marie back. But was Casey threatened? You know Casey does not deserve to be where she is. I miss her. I miss her so much. I am worried for her. Her personal safety is always on my mind. I cannot function knowing our granddaughter is gone. Jeez. Kaylee Marie never had a chance to grow. I have taken what meds was given to me with alcohol and I'm ready to give up. Things get funny. As I can <laughs> What? As I can as I can tell by my writing and thinking, I am getting very stupid. Wow, what a word. Stupid. Yes, I am. Again, I do not feel sorry for myself, but yes, I am stupid. Cannot deal with stuff anymore. The loss of Kaylee Marie, the loss of Casey, the loss of us, Cynthia Marie, the meds, I am ready. Saying goodbye, please understand it is for the best. I do not deserve life anymore, us. You know, I never got to say goodbye. I am at this place and all is getting fuzzy and my writing is all over the place. I love you. I love you. I hope I get to see Casey soon. I'm sorry. I hope you get to see Casey soon. All the people we met, wow, the writing is getting weird. I love you. I am sorry. I will take care of Kaylee once I get to God. I'm so tired. At least I shaved today. Wow, I'm tripping out. I'm sorry. I love you, <laughs> Cynthia Marie. Kaylee, here I come. Oh, man. I don't know if I'd describe that as funny, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it did definitely go like, off the rails. I just like that he's like, right he's in like, this Whoa, relationship. dude, I'm fucking tripping balls right now. Oh, he's God. He's like, the people we met, wow, this is getting really weird. <laughs> yeah, it started, yeah, it sounded like something Charlie Kelly wrote at the end of that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, dude. Oh, that was dark. That was I so know. fucking dark. I'm glad he I'm glad he didn't actually commit suicide and that he got some help and that um, people found him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he did try, but yeah, he did try. I think he was sending concerning text messages too, and that's how they got a police officer up there. I'm so glad they got took a police him to the officer ER. up there. Yeah. He, yeah, he did not deserve to have. I mean, Casey Anthony took every every person around her and ripped their life apart. Yeah. For what? For what? So she could go to the clubs. This is crazy. You can go to the clubs and not destroy everyone's life. Yeah. You can be a burnout piece of shit who does nothing and contributes nothing plenty of people do that all the time <laughs> yeah you don't have to kill your daughter you don't have to drive your dad to suicide you don't have to you don't have to do this but it's like something something in her nature this like mm -hmm. coldness this like need for destruction it's yeah. it's so terrifying to me 
Yeah. I have two reasons, if you can even call them that, why I think Casey Anthony killed Kaylee Anthony. Yeah. Why I think she did it. Um, yeah, but I'm going to talk about that later. Okay. So the trial commences May 24th, 2011. Her trial kicked off with prosecutors seeking the death penalty, which I do think changed the outcome of this case. You think? Yes. They accused Casey Anthony of being a reckless, selfish party girl who seemed to have no use for her daughter. Mm -hmm. And the more her daughter got in the way, the more Casey put into ending her life as evidenced by those Google searches that happened right. apparently now months in advance, like right. from a couple months. Dude. Yeah. So they detailed with photos and videos of Casey dancing on tabletops, mm-hmm. Casey taking shots, going mm-hmm. shopping, partying, getting fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and instead of searching for her daughter during Kaylee's absence. Yeah. The defense team was made up of private detective Patrick J. McKenna, Okay. who was the lead investigator on the case. Jose Baez mm-hmm. led her defense team with co-attorney Cheney Mason, who worked pro bono. Okay. Patrick McKenna had previously worked with O.J. Simpson. Really? On his, he was on his legal team. No shit. And Jose Baez would go on to defend Aaron Hernandez and Harvey Weinstein. Whoa, Jesus Christ. That's an I'm guilty lawyer. Like that. <laughs> that that's all that I'm is. I'm guilty lawyer. That's true. That's a I'm fucked lawyer. I'm famous and guilty. Yeah. That's who that is. So um, the prosecution continues with the narrative thread that Casey was overly burdened by Kaylee. Um, lead prosecutor Jeff Ashton emphasized to the jury how the young mother was motivated enough to go to the extremes to achieve her freedom. Yeah. Quote, something needed to be sacrificed. That something was either the life she wanted or the life thrust upon her. She chose to sacrifice her child. Yeah. But this is what the defense said happened. Okay. The defense claimed that Kaylee drowned in the family's pool on June 16th, 2008. And that George Anthony sought to cover up the accidental death so that he wouldn't be charged with child neglect. Whoa. Baez also alleges that George molested Casey, thereby igniting her habit of lying to cover up her pain. And he alleges that this guy named Kronk, I can only ever find his last name, Kronk, who was the utility worker that stumbled upon Kaylee's body that was in the woods a half mile from the home when they found their remains, that he was planted by the Anthony family. This is insane. What an insane defense. He, like I said, accused George and Lee, her brother, of sexually abusing Casey. Oh, that's horrible. And they even went so far as to have George and Lee take a paternity test to prove that they were not Kaylee's father. Whoa. So remember when I told you that the state of Florida could not pinpoint how Kaylee died because of how decomposed her body was? Right. Well, that Mr. Kronk, that utility worker who stumbled upon the remains, Mm -hmm. he had called police about suspicious remains in August. In August? Of 2008. And they did nothing. This is crazy. 
He called them repeatedly in the coming weeks after being ignored. He said he felt dismissed and they never even came out to see the location that he was reporting on. Guys, I found a dead body. I found a dead baby in the woods. And you know how there's a fucking baby that's missing? Yeah. Anybody want to come check this out for any reason? Apparently, he just kept calling and calling this and is crazy. no one would come out. You know, it's bizarre how often I hear this same kind of shit. Making reports, fucking getting ignored. The Keystone fucking cops over here, like, are too busy doing what? Dude. To go investigate a dead baby. That he found in the... Guys, I hello? I found a dead baby in the woods. I mean... I mean, maybe there's just a lot of dead babies in the woods over there. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we get that all the time. I, I, I'm sure some cops are very lovely people. Yeah. But I get this from my mom. She's always so sure. like watching a show like this. And yeah. she's always like hold, rocking back and forth, holding her head, going, the cops are so lazy. Yeah. They're, she's like anything to avoid paperwork oh my god and she like she often turns to me and goes if anything ever happened to you i would literally have to solve it myself like i'd be one of those crazy parents because they're not gonna help you like they don't help that much no no and they don't care about you either no not really yeah anti-cop podcast yeah definitely uh so imagine how differently this case could have turned out if they had uncovered those remains two months before they did. Yeah, no kidding. The state of the decomposition of that body would have been drastically different. Yeah, and they could have determined the cause of death. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So from the depositions, Casey said that once she found out she was pregnant with Kaylee and didn't know who the father was, she was afraid that it was her own father, George Anthony. Wow. The prosecution asked Kaylee about how she could act normal during those 31 days when Kaylee was missing. She says, quote, it's hard to explain. How do you handle the unspeakable by putting it in a little box, hiding it deep, pretending all is well? She said she was repeatedly sexually molested by her father between the ages of 8 and 12 and inappropriately touched by her brother Lee between 12 and 15. George Anthony Denies this on the witness stand and off. Of course. And always has. And his lawyer issues this statement. Quote, as he, was re- as he repeatedly said prior to the trial, during the trial and after the trial, he has never molested any member of his family, including Casey Anthony, and he had nothing to do with the death of Kaylee Marie Anthony, including what happened to her remains after she allegedly drowned. Of course not. I mean, I, I, I hate to just come down so strongly on this, but I know. like... There's just no way. I know. Casey Anthony has just proven her history of being a compulsive liar over and over and over and over and over and over. I do not believe for a second that George did anything to either her or Kaylee, especially given how it drove him to near suicide. The mere thought that uh, Kaylee was dead and that Casey was responsible for it. I know. I think he he seems like a like a caring father who did his best and um it's fucking awful that Casey would do that. I think that that's it just seem I mean, you know, obviously I'm not a fucking lawyer and I'm not a detective either, but just god damn it. I mean, it just seems so clear that this is a a fabrication. Yeah. And it's just so heinous. It's fucking heinous, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um she has got no remorse. No, no remorse. I know, and it's such a tough. It's such a tough. Um, 
intersection of things because, you know, I generally believe people when they say that I've been raped, I've been molested. Yes. Well, she's and that's exactly why this is so wrong. She's cheapening the testimony. Yeah. She's devaluing and debasing the testimony of other people who legitimately have gone through that kind of thing. Yeah. You know. And she was evaluated mentally by um doctors 6 months before her trial. Yeah. And she never said she was like she never said she was um sexually abused growing up and according to those doctors she exhibited no other signs typical of someone who had been sexually abused as a child um they obviously they they got brought up to the stand and they said it doesn't rule it out Mm -hmm. but it certainly doesn't suggest it yeah um so i wonder when they said that she wasn't mentally ill whether they just meant like she wasn't suffering from psychosis like yeah i think she wasn't hallucinating she's not schizophrenic she's she's not bipolar i think those things too like she's not even depressed or something right you know yeah she was operating fully within her own control essentially yeah Yeah. so casey stated that she never saw kaylee's body in the family swimming pool but believes kaylee drowned because she saw her father holding kaylee's body and that he said i'll take care of it she also alleges that she thinks her father molested kaylee Quote, I think I, I think he held her underwater, maybe was doing something to her and tried to cover it up. She believes George took Kaylee out of the bed, did something with her, and in order to cover it up, killed her. This is terrible. Casey's defense team offered no proof of any of this or any of these claims, but her attorneys did say that they found George's comments at Kaylee's memorial service about her smell to be, quote, unusually sensual. Whoa. (laughs) Which I just think is so funny. Like, (laughs) what? Part of the proof is that you found his comments at this toddler's funeral about her smell to be unusually sensual? It's just so odd, That's the whole so thing. crazy. That's so crazy, dude. So, thought it was worth mentioning. Well, she's she's doing something that um, that is, like, in the narcissist, the manipulator's toolbook. It's yeah. called DARVO, and it stands for Deny, Attack, and Reverse Victim and Offender. Ooh. And this is just something that sociopaths and, you know, manipulators do. They deny wrongdoing. They'll instead attack and put the blame on the person who did the confronting in the first place. Right. And they'll reverse who's the victim and who's the offender. I mean, it's classic. Yeah. It's classic. You could also definitely, you could also definitely say that this, um, that tool is in the toolbox of any defense attorney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So her boyfriend, yeah. her ex-boyfriend, Tony yeah. Lazaro. Uh, did say on the stand that Casey told him in confidence that George sometimes hit her. George sometimes physically. hit her physically. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that's yeah. just worth mentioning. That's sure. that's the cop we know and love. George is a former <laughs> yeah, cop after all. Um, and then remember, her mom did grab her by the throat during that fight. So yeah, it's yeah, definitely so. not a picture-perfect family dynamic. Lots <laughs> no, of dysfunction. Far from it. Far from it. But neither Tony Lazaro. But who knows if you could believe a single word that ever came out of Casey Anthony's mouth? I know. You know it's what I mean? tough. That is tough. So, but neither Tony nor Casey's friends 
uh, that took the stand said that they ever knew about any sexual abuse. Casey had never said anything. They'd never seen anything. They'd never anything, anything, which again, it doesn't prove that it didn't happen because like pretty sure if you're molested, you don't go around telling all your friends. No. But it does add a curiosity to the whole thing. True. And like, you know, personally, I think you're in this boat too, but I don't think Casey Anthony was being sexually abused by her father and brother. No. Um, I don't don't believe all women. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not this one. But even if she was, it doesn't mean she didn't kill her daughter, Kaylee Anthony. Yes, exactly. Okay. So also, a neighbor took the stand saying that Casey rang on his doorbell and asked to borrow a shovel. (laughs) Are you kidding me? During the 31 days that Kaylee was missing. I mean, are you kidding me? Can I borrow your shovel? I mean, the balls on this bitch. I know. So Jose Baez, one of Casey's lawyers, mm-hmm. also went out of his way to tell George and Cindy that the police were looking at them as suspects in Kaylee's murder. Yeah. In the hopes that it would make them less likely to cooperate with law enforcement. He was yeah. giving them like a little low down yeah, tip, yeah. like just to let you know you are being seen as like suspects. Yeah. So like shut the fuck up. Basically. Yeah. And so that they wouldn't say anything else against Casey, you know. Yeah. They wouldn't cooperate with the investigation to build a case on Casey. And it worked. They didn't. God, that's so fucked, dude. And Casey's journal was also used in court as evidence. There There is an entry dated June 21st, five days after the last time anyone had seen Kaylee. Yeah. And it reads, quote, I have no regrets. Just a bit worried. I want everything to work out okay. I completely trust my own judgment and know that I have made the right decision. Just hope that the end justifies the means. I just want to know what the future will hold for me. I guess I will soon see. This is the happiest I have been in a very long time. Oh my God. And I hope my happiness will continue to grow. I've made friends that I really like. I've surrounded myself with good people. I'm finally happy. Let's just hope that doesn't change. Jesus fucking Christ. Holy crap. See, I thought it was going to be like, she's going to write something in her own journal that like exonerates herself, like Gone Girl. Oh. You know what I mean? No. No. She just wrote, this is the happiest I've ever been and I have no regrets. This is insane. (laughs) Why would you write it down? Why? What do you you get out of that? She's always gotten away with everything. Yeah, she has. And she's just used to getting away with it. Yeah. Good God. Wow, that's sickening. It's really bad. Yeah. So she thought her she I mean going all the way back to the beginning, she really did see her daughter as a tumor. Mhm. Mm. You know. Mm. God, that's sad. Um she was also buried in a pink shirt that read Big Trouble Comes in Small Packages. Ah. It's like everything keeps getting, it keeps getting worse the more you tell me. Like yeah. every detail keeps getting more and more incriminating. So how do you think Kaylee died, Nathan? I think that, um, I think that, well, I, I think that the idea that she was drugging her daughter, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I don't know the facts of the case, but it sounds like she had been giving her daughter sedatives to mm-hmm. get her to calm down. And she was found with duct tape on her face, basically. So, mm-hmm. 
kind of seems to me like she fed her daughter a bunch of pills and then covered her mouth and nose in duct tape so mm-hmm. she'd suffocate like while she was passed out. That's what I think too. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a good guess. So on July 5th, 2011, the jury finds Casey Marie Anthony mm-hmm. not guilty. Not guilty. Of first degree murder, aggravated manslaughter, and aggravated child abuse. She is found guilty on four counts of providing false information to law enforcement. <laughs> the Jesse Sm- yes. the Jesse Smollett yes. charges. Okay. I'm not suicidal. Okay? I am not suicidal. I am innocent and I'm not suicidal. Also, cops cannot abide. Like they're going to get you. Like they're going to get you on lying <laughs> to them. If you lie, if yeah. If you lie to them, so all their up. ego just gets chafed, God, man. I really dislike cops. But yeah, I mean, they're allowed to lie to you as much as they want. Yeah. But you, if you lie to them, oh, they're so fucking mad, they're so pissed at you. Actually, Casey Anthony is quoted after the trial as saying, people lie to cops every day. Cops lie to people every day. <laughs> I'm just one of the unfortunate idiots who admitted they lied. Dude, End this quote. is crazy. Yeah. God, fuck you, Casey Anthony. So she's sentenced to just four years in jail and $4,000 in fines. Four, just $4,000 in fines? Yeah. She got away with this. I know. She got away with it. She was, and she just served 366 days, and she was released on July 17th, 2011. Um, oh, my goodness. On good behavior. She oh, my good gosh. behavior in jail. Are those felony charges? Is she even considered a felon? Like, Casey Anthony can go vote? Oh, that's a really good question. I don't know if providing false information to law enforcement is a felony. Wow. Yeah. This is this is disgusting. So I she didn't know that she was away. out of jail. Yeah. Oh, man. In fact, when I tell people I'm working on a Casey Anthony episode, uh-huh. they two people have said to me, oh, I see her on TikTok a lot. She's on TikTok? And I was like, she has a TikTok? No fucking way. They're like, no, she doesn't have a TikTok, but she's been going out a lot. And people are have seen filming her. her and putting it on TikTok. Fucking A. So she lied low, laid low, whatever. Yeah. For uh, quite a few years. And apparently just this year, 2021, 2022, she's been going out a lot in West Palm Beach. Dude, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, Casey Anthony. She looks like... I'm just looking at photos of her right now. She's just got cold dead eyes she really does just dead dead eyes so the preceding judge belden perry jr said this about also she got a big ass head her head is so big her forehead is really long just had to say that yeah it's almost like an alien head at the top it's kind of like overly round interesting so uh belden perry jr this is the judge that presided over the case Mm -hmm. this is how he um understands her demeanor in court how it was different in front of the jury versus when the jury left quote you know one of the things you have to look at (gasps) oh my god i'm sorry i was flipping through uh i was flipping through pictures and i saw a picture of her with kaylee and kaylee's wearing the pink shirt yeah oh monster yeah god compared to eileen warnos who got the death penalty i know got killed I know. The injustice is too much for me. She got nothing. 
But she I mean, honestly, you know, we're joking when we say always double down on your lies. But frankly, she did get away with it. It worked. She got away with it again. It fucking worked. I know. This is insane. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, I interrupted. What were you saying? This is the judge. You know, one of the things you have to look at is her uh, her behavior prior prior to trial. She was very assertive, uh, very outgoing, uh, a, a, a party type figure. And I assume this is like in an interview after yes. the trial is over. Yeah. So when she came into court, she could not appear in that fashion. So it was like someone took her straight out of central casting and casted her as this quiet, simple, plain dressed young woman that appeared to be timid. And that was the way she appeared before the jury. But as soon as the jury left, she became, it's like she flipped a switch. Right. She became controlling, assertive, and you knew who was in charge in her communications with her attorney. Well, you heard the way she spoke to her family on that phone call. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a timid, uh, modest girl. No, that's a that's a fucking violent person. And this is the thing like that I think we say to each other quite often, which is just like, a trial by a jury of your peers? I know. It's terrifying. I, I don't want my peers to judge anything. I don't want my just peers to be in charge of, of me. ding dongs? Yes. It's just To ding-dongs. decide if you get the death penalty or not? It's just any ding dong. That's what jury duty is. Yeah. And in fact, the prosecution and the defense get to select specific ding dongs. I mean, it's, yeah, it's terrifying. The it's prospect a terrifying is terrifying. prospect, yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, some jurors have done interviews afterwards. And I think I alluded to this earlier, but I think that yeah. going for the death penalty in this case was a big mistake. Yeah. Because I think to, to some jurors, it really came down to reasonable doubt killing this woman yeah they as felt... opposed to just a long jail sentence and i think that it 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 steered some people yeah felt like their finger was on the button and so they were going to be a lot more cautious yeah about yeah yeah so which makes sense 2016 mm-hmm. um she started a photography business case photography llc case photography yeah but she closed it down like a year later because she wasn't getting any business. She was just getting people who like wanted to talk about her case to her, you know, like mm-hmm. weirdos either one way or the other, you know, like yeah. death threats or just yep. like people being like, I want, like, I want you to be my baby mama or some weird. Ugh, yeah. 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 So that didn't work out. Freaks. Then in 2017, she, she was living already. Okay. Yeah. In South Florida. Yeah. With one of her attorneys. Patrick McKenna. What? The one who works for OJ. Okay. She's living at his house after the trial. So she was living with him since 2017. Yeah. What? Doing what? I don't know. Then in 2020, paperwork for Case Research and Consulting Services, LLC, a private investigation firm in Florida, was filed with the Florida Division of Corporations under her name. No way. She's going to be a private investigator? And she listed mckenna's florida house as the company's headquarters holy shit this is like that's like a sitcom like her and her her defense attorney living together in a fucking house and she's a private investigator now oh man so jose baez remember yeah so they seem to be very close and you could even hear it in the judge's statement of like you know who was in charge Mm -hmm. you could tell that casey was in charge yeah 
So in an affidavit in 2016, another private investigator on the case, Dominic Casey, weird, I know, I hate that his last name's Casey. Case, Casey, said, Case, Casey. Said that they were even closer than close. Yeah. He alleges that sounds like it. the Florida mother, Casey Anthony, mm-hmm. allegedly paid for Baez's legal services with sexual favors. Oh. Dominic claims in this affidavit related to Casey Anthony's bankruptcy case mm-hmm. because she owed Baez a million dollars in legal fees. So then she was claiming bankruptcy. Yeah. And that's where all this these claims came out from uh-huh. Dominic Casey. In a 15-page document, he accuses Casey of having a sexual relationship with Baez before she went on trial for Kaylee's murder. He claimed he saw Casey Anthony naked when he arrived unannounced at Baez's office. Jesus. And alleges that he heard Baez tell her she owed him three blowjobs after he canceled a media interview at her behest. You've got everything everything that you could do she, she wrong as a mother box. or woman. I know. She's done it. I know. Holy shit. He says, Casey told me she had to do what Jose said because she had no money for her defense. Which she didn't. Yeah. She didn't I mean, have no sense. job. She had two sense. fake jobs. She was going to fake shifts all the damn time. Yeah, she did. But she ain't got no money because she ain't working either of those because jobs. Because she was sitting on Tony's couch smoking a blunt yeah. in the middle of the day. Yep. It kind of reminds me of that Seinfeld episode of like the unemployment because it's like, it's kind of, it is kind of a lot of work. It's a lot of forethought to have these two fake jobs that you have to like sometimes get ready to go to. Yeah, it's and a then job. Like, it's like a job. And yeah. then like you have to be out for a certain amount of hours and like you have to make it all kind of work. <laughs> uh-huh. Additionally, uh, Dominic Casey in that 15 page document says that Bias told him of Casey Anthony's guilt. Quote, Bias told me that Casey Anthony had murdered Kaylee and dumped the body somewhere and he needed all the help he could get to find the body before anyone else did. And that's why he hired Dominic Casey, the other private investigator. Oh, this is horrible. This is all so fucking horrible, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So in a 2017 interview, which she rarely, rarely, rarely did, um, she does talk to a reporter. Oh, I see. So Nathan... Yeah, let's read it. Let's do it. Okay. I'll be the reporter. To your understanding, how did she die? I don't know. You don't know? Something about drowning, possibly? Everyone else has their theories. I don't know. So your parents had her? My dad did. And the next thing you know, she's missing? Right? How did it play? I did what I was told. I don't remember too much of what happened. Give me the situation of when things went wrong. When did things go wrong? All of a sudden, it's like, where's Kaylee? Is that how it went? No. What I remember is being in bed and my mom coming in before she left for work and saying goodbye to us. And then waking up several hours later. Later in the morning? Later in the morning. Hour, two hours later, and not knowing where she was. Don't you wish you know what happened? Absolutely. Fucking liar. I know. It's like, it's crazy because we... I've been thinking of, of her as like a good liar this whole episode. But the thing is, like, her stories don't hold up. She can't follow through with them. They all intersect and, and like, change all the time. I like, know. she can't keep it straight. The only thing she does consistently is deceive people and misrepresent the truth. 
Well, it's, it's hilarious because the Zanny the Nanny thing got dropped. I mean, like, that was her big thing. Her big story was yeah. that this woman, Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez, stole her stole child. Stole my baby and, and I then, hadn't seen her. Yeah. Obviously, she can't pick her out in a lineup. Like, nothing adds up. It's yeah. not real. Everyone can prove that it's not real. So her defense cannot go with that. Yeah. So her so defense has to say, the whole listen, thing. you got molested by your dad. Yeah. He's the one who killed Kaylee. Yeah. God, it's so fucked up. And then year, a couple years after the trial, yeah. now she's saying something totally different and saying, I don't know, and saying, I was doing what I was told, and yeah. maybe it didn't happen that way. So it's just like, girl. Yeah, she's a liar. It's quite clear. Quite she's clear. also writing a book. Of she's, course she she's is. She's writing a detailed account of her life and the tragedy of losing Kaylee. If I did it. She's writing an if I did it. Yep, exactly. Yes. Um, apparently at this time she's completed three chapters and <laughs> congratulations. Yes. Um, she's also quoted as saying on the matter, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks of me. I don't care about that. I never will. And why should she, she beat the system. She also says, I'm okay with myself. I sleep pretty good at night. Of course she does. Cause she's fucking dead inside. There's nothing there. She also claims she's working on a movie. A in June movie. 2019, she announced that she was working on a film about her life after the death of Kaylee. Um, quote, yes, I drank and carried on like nothing happened. The movie is called As I Was Told because I'd done what I was told to do. I put on a fake persona throughout those 31 days, she said to the Daily Mail. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Just unbelievable. She says that the movie... Um, just really hasn't gotten off the ground because it started in 2019 and then quote the coronavirus became a thing and stopped any momentum that that film had it's effectively dead fuck your movies stupid bitch damn so we also got an we've gotten a lot of interviews from cindy and george um it should be noted that Mm. george anthony and casey anthony have not spoken of course word to each other since nor rightfully so they have not spoken in 14 years good because god damn it like that as far as i'm concerned if that like you're dead to me like you're just dead it's how could you possibly have a relationship after something like that yeah you it's just impossible i do have to say are you saying that cindy and casey have spoken they do speak occasionally and cindy will see her occasionally but when she comes to the house that's crazy because casey lives in west palm now and they still live at their house in orlando yeah she'll like meet her out in the driveway but george won't like go out or of course not yeah um they do come across extremely sincere and Mm -hmm. honest and Mm -hmm. regular in interviews it's really unlike casey anthony (laughs) Yeah. Then in a press thing, Casey says she wants to be a mother again. She wants to be, oh, now she wants to be a now mother. Now she wants to be a mother. And they asked George Anthony about this, and uh, he expressed the thought made him nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Quote, knowing now that she could potentially be a mom again, I hope she does better this time around knowing what she did last time. <laughs> How could this possibly even be... How can you even be making that sentence? She should be rotting in prison. Yeah. This is crazy. It's insane. I had no idea that she that she got let off. The other thing that's in the works is... Wow. Um, 
She says, I have a lot of things coming up in 2019. I mean, it's 2022. Yeah, yeah, it's so That will probably make some heads spin. One possibility is taking $500,000 from Larry Flint to pose nude in Hustler. Quote, I like to think I have what it takes to pose in a girly magazine. I work hard on keeping fit. I may take him up on this offer. And then she this predicted- girl's got ambition. Yeah. yeah. And she predicted, quote, men and women would buy an issue with me on it. Quote, and my nudes would fly off the shelf, even if it's soft porn. Fuck you, Casey Anthony. What? Fuck you. I mean, you know I really the thing think is, this. She's right. She's right. Definitely. Yeah. We're disgusting. We're such a voyeuristic culture. Everyone would buy that. Everyone would buy that. Yeah. I don't know why it didn't go through. Like, maybe. Uh, probably. I mean, can you imagine being. Can you imagine being like on the editorial board of Hustler? Yeah, I guess. And they're like, we're thinking about doing Casey Anthony. Casey Anthony's pussy. Yeah. (laughs) In Hustler. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so I just think this goes back to the fucking dead kid came out of. We're gonna put that in the magazine. Ew, you're right. Yeah. I think this just points to one of my theories about why she killed her daughter, and that's just um attention, frankly. Yeah. I think one one aspect is the freedom aspect. She didn't want to get pregnant at 19. She didn't want to keep the child. She wanted to give it up for adoption. No. She didn't want to be tied down. She didn't want to be responsible. She craved a life that was full of getting to do whatever the fuck she wanted. And when you're yep. a mom, you can't do that. No. That goes out the window. Correct. And she wanted to date Tony Lazaro. And Tony didn't want to date someone with a kid. So all those things are like she's choosing her freedom, quote unquote, over her daughter. And then I think the second aspect of it is this attention aspect that goes back to posing nude. It goes back to the way that she broke up with Jesse Grund because she felt that he loved Kaylee more than her. Yeah. And I think deep down, she felt like her parents loved Kaylee more than her. Yeah. So goodbye, Kaylee. You know, she is going to be the center of attention in all matters, period, or she's going to have to sacrifice the thing that gets in the way. God, it's sickening. So she sickening. really did get the spotlight. I mean, she's famous. Like, Yeah, she did. It's, she it's amazing. It. She won. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just wild. She's dating a cop now, I guess. Like, she <sighs> is in, like, and she's dating a cop. And Terrible. She's, Terrible. like I said, she's partying. People are showing her on TikTok. Yep. But she also got back on law enforcement radar in 2021. She calls the police to a club because someone threw water at her. Getting water thrown on her is like the least. But the she least couldn't call somebody... police when her daughter was missing. For yeah, exactly. Days. She the minute she gets drenched in water, it's nine one one. But if her daughter goes missing for thirty one days, she's gonna do it herself. Right. Yeah. So the jury was asleep at the wheel, obviously. Yeah. Um, and this is a former juror who did an interview in twenty twenty one. Quote, my decision haunts me to this day. I think now if I were able to do it over again, I'd push harder to convict her of one of those lesser charges like aggravated manslaughter, at least that, or child abuse. Right, because it's so clear that she's guilty. I didn't know what the hell I was doing and I didn't stand up for what I believed at the time. That's right. And I think that happens a lot. Like, I, I think it was actually about this case. I was watching a documentary and there were all these jurors and unfortunately a lot of people were saying yeah i kind of felt like 
she was guilty, but I felt like I was the only one. And Who like, thought that she was guilty? Yeah, and you yeah. don't want to hang the jury, and then it's a mistrial, and then you have to do jury duty all over again, and then you're the scapegoat, and you're the fucking guy that made everyone have to come back to work. That's right. And like, there's so, I think, unfortunately, there's so much peer pressure. You should take it more seriously. You should have a backbone. Like he said, I didn't stand up for what I thought at the time, and it yeah. haunts me. Yeah. And I think the power of persuasion and the power of what your peers are thinking, I mean, it scares me that these are adults yeah. and they've been cleared as mentally sound yeah. and they're not saying that they think someone's guilty because they're trying not to upset the other people in the room and they just want to go with the flow. All that means is that we need to recognize that impulse within ourselves yes. and not fucking not do it. Not do that. Take yeah. their take their example. Take their the lesson that they're sharing with you right now. I wish I had done something. I wish I had spoken up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's one thing that we can learn from the fucking misadventures of this horrible person, Casey Anthony. Yep. Man, dude, she's way worse than I thought. This is f- so fucked I know. Up. I tried to dig up a lot of details. Yeah. Just Well, you did. You painted a great picture. Yeah. This is a very complete sort of understanding that I didn't have before. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of thought that she, uh, Kaylee died like negligently, you know, mm. like, you know, Casey was, you know, fucking around and Kaylee happened to die. Yeah. Sort kind of like the, the story that the defense made up. Right. Right. So I thought that's what happened. And then uh, Casey freaked out and hit her body in the woods because she was going to get in trouble. But this is so much worse. So much worse. So much worse. Okay. Okay. Well, that was a real fucking bummer. Yeah, it was a bit of a downer. <laughs> but it was a really interesting case study. And she's a Florida woman. It was an interesting Casey study. Yeah. But yeah, she's a Florida it woman was. through and through, baby. <laughs> just Yikes. like you. Just like me. Just like all of us. Apparently she lived just south of us in Orlando, like really wow. close to where we lived. You were neighbors. Mm-hmm. God. Okay. We have to uh, we have to wrap it up now, um, but this has been a really really interesting episode. I can't wait to edit it and put it out there and see what people think. Yeah, me too. Let us know what you think. Uh, DM us at floridawoman.pod on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Follow us there. Um, uh-huh. Give us a subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on right ratings, now. Ratings, ratings help. Ratings and reviews, specifically reviews. They really help us get out to other listeners, True. reach a much wider audience, and they just favor us in the algorithm. So we would be so appreciative for a little review, a rate, a subscribe, a follow on Instagram. We love you guys. We really do. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.